0: Welcome to Waking Oz with Sue and Deirdre. It's a podcast by moms and for moms who want to step out from behind their kids, reclaim themselves, and create their most kick-ass life.
1: Today's episode is called Finding Oz in Midlife, the risks, rewards, and realities of chasing a passion. Have you ever heard yourself say, I wish years ago I had pursued fill-in-the-blank, or I've always wanted to fill-in-the-blank? Or if I could have done anything, I would have, fill in the blank.
0: (laughs) That's right. We've probably all said it or heard it at one time or another, Deirdre. Many women think it's just too late for them to change careers. It's too late to pursue a passion that they're truly interested in. Or maybe it's a passion that they were interested in when they were younger and they've been sort of sleeping on it. Um, you know, and it's easy to make excuses. I think many of us do, especially once we hit that milestone that we call midlife. Somehow we interpret midlife in a very strange way, at least I think, because midlife gets a bad rap. It is not over, ladies, hardly. Definitely
1: not. <laughs> you still have half a lifetime or more to make your mark. And you need to forget about age, you need to forget about what naysayers are saying. You need to forget about the restrictions because most of them are imagined. You know, most of them, I think, Sue, are just in our head. You have enough time. You, You definitely have enough time if you want to do something. You can find the resources. You can surround yourself with cheerleaders. We've talked a lot about this, surrounding yourself with a network of people who will help you. And you can do anything you set your mind to. We tell our kids that all the time. So why don't we take a little of our own advice?
0: I know, right? So we have one brave lady on the phone who did just that. Today's guest made the bold decision in her 50s to follow her heart and start a business run by women and for women. We want to welcome Susan Hassett. She's the creator of a company called Cocktail Sneakers. Welcome, Susan.
2: Hi, Susan. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for having me on. What an intro.
0: I know. Well, (laughs) you're an amazing woman and we really want to talk to you because You did it. You made that courageous decision to take a leap in midlife to make a pretty significant career change change when you realized you wanted to start your own company, designing fashionable yet comfortable cocktail sneakers. What inspired you to create this particular product? Explain what cocktail sneakers are.
2: Well, really the inspiration came, you know, whenever you start something, it has to be something that you believe in, not necessarily what everybody's seeing out there. And from where I stood at the time, I felt that the sneaker world, which was ramping up beyond athletic sneakers, what I thought was that the sneaker world for women was lacking feminine sensibilities. What do I mean by that? That the Athletic sneaker that's available to a woman, whether it's a Nike or a New Balance, not picking on the brand, just using that as an example, um, you know, those sneakers are time and place, gym, taking a walk, taking a hike. But when you want to put on a cute skirt or a nice pair of pants, where are the sneakers for us to wear that we would feel like we weren't throwing on our gym sneakers? And men had it. This is, not, and by the way, this is not a bash on men, either, <laughs> but they, but they have these very outside the athletic world, a very cool hip kind of sneaker, and I just felt like, hmm, what I'm seeing, I'm not, I don't, I personally wouldn't put on with a cute skirt, right? And that's when the clock started going tick tock in my head. So,
1: at what point, Susan,
2: did this sort of go from just an idea? to
1: you know this is going to be a company a real product and how long did that take from sort of sitting in your living room thinking about it as a concept to the actual conception
2: well (laughs) without you know boring the audience with every last detail because god knows i could go on and on (laughs) the um, actual idea of the sneaker came first obviously because i just told you that but for many reasons i wasn't ready to jump and it was actually the name that pushed me over the edge the name that came to me cocktail sneakers one time when i was away with some friends and it was five o'clock and i needed a pair of sneakers but i didn't want to buy another pair of athletic sneakers And I simply looked at my watch and said, you know, right now I just need a pair of cocktail sneakers. Because it was that hour of the day. (laughs) And it just kind of came out of my mouth. like, And everybody in the store, when we went home with my husband, everybody kind of erupted. And all of a sudden I thought, well, wait a second. Mm, Putting two ideas together here. But I still sat back and went, "Ah, I don't think I can do this. But So there's that answer to that particular question. Your uh, second part is when I started it and when it came to fruition. And I can say that I really started putting pen to pad, if you will, probably um, four years ago. And it came to life as in sneakers manufactured and at my doorstep uh, exactly two years ago. Summer solstice. I always remember that because it was my mom's birthday, June 21st. It's when our website started. My sneakers arrived, and I was once those sneakers arrived at the door, I looked at all of them and thought, "Oh boy, I have really done it this time. I'm in it." <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's so really so two, four total, but two in in life. We'll call it yeah. Two years alive, alive. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and I know we talk a lot about women supporting women and and you said it really um, sort of just came to be, but you started surrounding yourself with people who maybe had expertise that you didn't have. You had to look for, you know, website designers and graphic designers and a manufacturer, and all of a sudden you looked around and you were surrounded by a team of women. Talk a little bit about that piece of it.
2: Well, you know, I didn't in all honesty. I did not set out like I'm just gonna. I mean, I was building a, a female brand, definitely. Right. But I didn't set out like I'm gonna have a female team. My focus wasn't that. My focus was who's the best person for the job that I need to have done. So um, as time evolved, I just had to kind of giggle to myself because, okay. I get a, I get my designer who's fabulous. She's in Brooklyn. And I have my manufacturing team and I have my graphic woman and I have... And all of a sudden when the time comes to come alive, lo and behold, we're living in the Me Too movement. And it wasn't like I said, wow, Me Too movement, great. Let's jump on that bandwagon and make it happen. I had started building this team much before the Me Too movement. So this just evolved at that exact time. And wow, didn't that make a statement? I've been building this team for two years and all the best people I had were all women. Wow. And it just, it just happened. It just happened. If it, it, they like to say something, it just happened organically. It didn't, wasn't a set plan. But amazing to see that, you know, the people that you chose
1: had those, talents that you needed and also happen to be very supportive collaborative women.
2: Absolutely. And you know, I've always sort of there was this one quote I read one time in a paper in the paper and I cut it out. I actually have it in my office. I've always thought this but it in the quote was definitely more eloquent than how I play it in my head. But the quote went like this, "No one who achieves success does so without the help of others." wise and the confident acknowledge this help with gratitude and this is completely true you are only as good as the people that surround you i would never ever be where i am today i would not even have grown to the point that i am today without first of all the team that surrounds me but also my all my female friends who have supported me even during the process of thinking about it. Because believe me, when I first threw that idea out on the table, I could see a couple faces going, wait, you're going to do what? what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Susan, we know you had come up with some ideas from time to time, but wait, excuse me, you're going to jump into the sneaker business? I mean, yeah. you know, You could see it, but not one of them did not support me. Right. They were. It's in, they were all. They all surrounded me. So, so, so in your
1: own head, I mean, taking the leap and starting your own company definitely took a lot of courage. Um, but was there any step along the way where you doubted that you made the right decision?
2: And if so, how did you sort of move through that and stay on course? I can tell you. I can tell you in all honesty. And anybody who says this doesn't happen to them is not telling you the full truth there's not a day that goes by that I don't find myself saying, Hmm, what am I doing? Is this the right thing? Okay. Because no one, I don't care how successful you are. You could be Bill Gates and I'm sure he has days when he's scratching his head wondering, was that the right move?
0: Yeah. Well, you wouldn't be human. And I think you have to tell people the real backstory because they may see somebody like you and you have this awesome product and, um, you, you have a beautiful website and you look at it and you go, wow, she started her own company. But what they really need to know is there, you, there is fear that you have to move through. There's doubt that you have to move through. Um, there are people that, you know, may sort of look at you, like you said, look at you, like, what are you doing? And you got to get past (laughs) all of that. So how do you move through that space so that you can stay on course and be positive and just keep moving forward, forward, forward?
2: Well, I think that you have to, first of all, coming to this decision to do this in my fifties with, as you have pointed out, and I will make abundantly clear, no experience in this area at all. Yeah. I had a concept. Okay. I had a concept of what I thought women should have in sneaker footwear. So I had nothing to go on, but a belief. And that's, that is the crux right there. You need to really believe that what you want to do, that you think you can go forward. And guess what? If you go forward and it doesn't work, you tried. You're in your 50s. And believe me, there were times when I was like, I'm not, you know, certain things that have come up along the way. I'm like, I am so not doing that. I'm I'm too old. I'm too old. I can't do that. You know, I had to go I had to go to China at one point. My husband was, you know, you're going and I said, I'm not not going there by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to go. And I'm not going. But I
0: went. Yeah, and I remember you saying you drove to like (laughs) Brooklyn to meet, you know, a designer and you had never been to Brooklyn. And then all of a sudden you found yourself on a plane to China. Like for somebody who has no experience in being an entrepreneur and starting their own company, those are scary things.
2: Well, and I'd be lying again too if I didn't tell you that I was scared. Yeah. I was scared taking the train over to Brooklyn. I had never been to Brooklyn. I'm like and I was meeting with people that I had no clue who they were. They they brought me in and I thought they're going to look at me like, "Oh, okay lady, whatever. You want to Oh, you want to design sneakers? Oh, okay." <laughs> but no, they didn't. They took me in. They believed in it. I would regurgitate my idea And they would draw and I'd say, yeah, 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 that's it. Or no, no, can we make this a little, can we bring this in a little, make this more narrow? Can we widen this piece? Can we change the rivet? There have been iterations even of design, um, you know, of the little rivet that goes on the back of the sneaker. I mean, there were three iterations before we came to the one that's now permanently on the back of our sneakers. Wow. Um, So it is a process and there, it is It is scary, but the thing that keeps you going is a complete belief that you can make this happen. And also just knowing that if it didn't work, that it's okay. It's okay.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, and maybe it's better than okay. Maybe it's, it's better than okay because you won't down the road, be like, "Ah, woulda, shoulda, coulda. You won't have those regrets. You'll know that you tried it and it didn't work. Maybe you found out it wasn't for you or maybe it didn't, the product didn't stick or whatever, but you tried it and you won't have, to me, I would rather have tried and failed than live like a life of regret.
2: Right, and like you said, people will go to my website. For instance, we just redid the website. I personally think it looks fabulous. It does, it really does. But I'm going to tell you that process the original website there were definitely some seriously uncomfortable conversations about what was going to happen and what i want what my vision was and what the website person's vision was and how it was going to lay out and so there were days i mean it didn't just sort of like oh look pretty website oh look pretty graphics i mean it's been a multitude of questions you're constantly questioning your decision you might call a friend who's not even working with you and i've thrown out to her and i'll say okay let me just throw out an idea and tell me what you think honestly i don't care if you agree i'm not going to tell you agree disagree with me i just want to know what you're thinking and use your network use the network of people that in our 50s we certainly have a very broad network walks of life everybody, everywhere. So use that network to figure out what might work, what doesn't work. You'd be surprised at the number of people that I've known through my life that now that I'm doing this, I I talk about it and I had no idea that they had experience in certain areas because it never came up. It wasn't something we discussed. Mm-hmm. So networking is huge. And by the way, Women, my husband says this to me all the time. I'll say something about, oh, so and so introduced me to, he'll kind of shake his head, and I'll say, "What? He goes, you know, men just don't do that." Yeah, women are always there for each other. I'm like, well, let's let's fly a flag on that one. <laughs> 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 like, yay, yay for the girls, because you know you always hear, oh, mean girls or that kind of thing. I'm like, no, the women that surround me, all willing, everybody's willing to help, and all of a sudden you have a conversation. And I say, oh. I I didn't know, or let me introduce you to network, ladies. Use the network. I think we've found that, you know, even with our podcast,
1: we'll have a guest on, and then they'll say, oh, have you ever met so-and-so? She'd be a great guest. Or, oh, do you know this person? Let me make a virtual introduction. You know, I think that you're right, that a lot of women want to help other women
2: succeed. Yeah. Right, and I, I think that the result... The result of the collaboration with this all women's team really is embodied in the shoe and in the brand. You can feel it, but that's because of the team.
0: Yeah. What would you say, Susan, if somebody's listening right now and they're like, oh, they're thinking about this thing that's, you know, always been in the back of their head that they've always wanted to do and they've just never acted on it. What What's the one thing you would say? What's the first thing they could do to just move out of that fear and just out of that space. take that first step? Like, what is the first thing they need to do to, to kind of get past that?
2: First thing, get the noise out of your head. Yeah. One of the biggest messages that I kept saying to myself, which is why I almost didn't do this, was I kept saying to myself, I'm too old. Mm -hmm. I'm too old. You have to get the noise out of your head. First step. Second step, when you're thinking about an idea, tap into some people you know, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the latest, greatest uh, pair of scissors. I'm totally making this up right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, latest, the latest, greatest pair of scissors. I have these scissors that are going, okay, beauty of the internet, start exploring people and manufacturers who have done that. Maybe there's another small – that's how I found this fabulous little uh, shoe. Um, it's called the Brooklyn Shoe Factory in Brooklyn from the internet. They're amazing, but sometimes the littlest companies, we all think, oh, I should be going to, you know, 3M to talk to them. No, there's a lot of small companies out there. Start exploring on the internet. Throw in, you know, fancy scissors. Who makes fancy scissors? Start doing some historical looking. Like I I Googled, you know, sneakers, women's sneakers, fashion sneakers. What's out there? What Am I missing something? Is this already here? Because you want to be able when you take a product that you've got an idea about you're filling a void that's not already there mm-hmm. and so from where I stood as I said in in opening here I felt that the fem- there were not feminine sensibilities in sneakers thus we made the almond shaped toe we made a very slender outside but I looked around first because you know if you're going to buy if you're going to I don't know. Design a new pair of leggings. Really? Well, there's Lululemon, there's right? Athleta, right. There's Boom Boom Boom. How are you going to differentiate yourself? You, whatever you're creating, makes you different than everybody else. Right. Something that's not out there. That's the piece. And then it, do some background work, and then start talking to your network a little bit.
0: Yeah, you don't Call realize. Me. You don't. <laughs> I know. You don't realize that with the With the internet, with the whole online world that we have, we have like all the information at our fingertips, or at least people to all the resources, and then you got to follow up on that stuff. But I mean, you can get at so much information.
2: And you know, people do, the, the question you asked me is not an uncommon one to be asked. I mean, I was asked that one time when I went to the Apple store to have something, of course, fixed on my phone. And, um, there was a nice uh, woman there. I would say she's probably late forties. And so we were, she worked at the store and she was asking me, oh, so what do you do? So on and so forth. And I told her and her whole face lit up. She was really? She said, you know, I've wanted to do, I have an idea for something and i wanted to do it for some-. I stood there and chatted with her the entire time. She was. You know, because she had uh, all the questions you're asking me, because it's completely commonplace to ask all those questions. And she got so excited. But by the, by the time I left, I don't think she was ready to quit her store, her job at the Apple store. But she was sort of she was pushed a little like, well, if that lady could do it, because I'm not that much younger than she is.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, and totally. So- I think too, I mean, um, you know, I'm glad that you shared the ups and downs that, you know, overall, it's been very rewarding for you. But there are, you know, you've got to be able to get through the ups and downs, because it's not, you know, it's not always a smooth ride. And I think people need to hear that. And it's okay. And it's okay to ask for help. I know you've said, you've surrounded yourself by people who had pockets of expertise or information that you knew nothing about and building a good team is half the battle because you're not going to know everything there's no way you could
2: oh if, if you had if you had, if you had talked to me two years ago I couldn't have told you the difference between a social media person and a graphics person right now I am like an encyclopedia <laughs> all of that probably more than you know more than I need to know and yet There's an entire universe of things I do not know. I laugh with my team all the time saying, Okay, ladies, you know, I'm a little technology challenged because at my age, here's an age thing. At my age, you know, my boys grew up being taught a computer. Now here I am in a business and I'm I'm supposed to understand everything there is. And let me tell you, the number of little notes I have to myself. On how to do particular things on a computer because that's not the age I grew up in. Mm-hmm. But it is a learning curve. And here's a plus, ladies. When you're in your 50s and you do have something like this, successful, not so successful, the learning curve is massive, but it's what keeps you really alive. I mean, it is in, it's invigorating. Because then when you're, when you're successful on even one little project, for instance, for me on a computer, I'm like, wow, I'm pretty smart, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, the, it's those things. But the, the challenge in our 50s to try to understand everything the younger generation is doing like in a blink yeah. is hard. That is a hard piece, but it's something that can be done. Right. And I, I also just have, think, you know, understanding you don't
1: have to go into it knowing everything about everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. no
0: yeah. No, no, and no. That
1: if you have a great idea and you surround yourself with great people, you know, and you have a growth mindset about it, I am capable. I'm going to be able to figure this out. You can figure it out.
2: Absolutely. And believe me, when you think you've figured it out and then you try it and then you look and you go, oh, what was I thinking? That doesn't work.
0: Right. Right.
2: <laughs> but, but, that, but that's okay. I mean, that's part of, I, I hate to always use the word journey because I think the word journey I is overused, but in this case, it really has been a journey mm-hmm. and you really do need the support of family and friends, you know, on those days when you just have your head in your hands and you think, I'm totally stressed. I don't know if I can make this work. And then you get that one email and you go, oh my God, I am back in the game. Yeah. you know. And it's not about that email, all of a sudden you have a $100,000 check. It's that there's, there's an email on something that you wanted to accomplish and someone's reacting to it and you say, okay, you sit up a little taller in your chair, you, you're, yeah. you're feeling a little better about yourself and you go, okay, I can do this. Yep. I can do this. I'm back. And sometimes... It's just the little stuff that keeps you going for a period of time.
0: Susan, we only have a couple minutes left. So this is your two minutes of shameless plugging. Um, I want you to tell everybody where they can find out more about cocktail sneakers. Give out your website. Talk a little bit about your products. But you got two minutes or less. (laughs) Go. This
2: is like a game show. Okay. Ladies, first piece of advice I'm going to give anybody who's thinking about doing anything, believe in yourself. Bottom line: Believe in yourself. Believe in what you're doing. Okay, now on to now on to me. <laughs> so you can find us on our website is www.cocktailsneakers. sneakers. Yes, just like it sounds, the cocktail we have after five o'clock. <laughs> or, or, before, on, um,
0: or before or before Susan. Or during yeah,
2: Corona in March. Yeah, it was
0: dark at four thirty. Yep.
2: But um, or please follow us on Instagram, and it's just cocktail sneakers you know no dashes dots nothing straight on cocktail sneakers what makes us different is that we as i mentioned earlier made a more slender feminine looking sneaker we run a little small by design remember that if you're ordering them you want to order up it does say that on the website but i'm telling you that because we you know narrowed it a bit because we wanted to make an almond shaped toe we have a very slender in you know outer sole but all the comfort that you want to feel is on the inside so you don't have that big bulky on the outside but on the inside the foam that's inside we call it at the the footbed there's a slight rise in the heel so that's all for shock absorption keeps your keeps your heel up a little bit but that's all inside a closed cell foam which is what you normally find in an athletic sneaker. That's what gives it all its cush, and that's covered with uh, a kid skin leather. What we also do is we have corking. That corking allows you to customize the size of the sneaker to your foot. Because we do whole sizes only, if you're, example, if you're size 8, I give you a size 9. You take the corking. You don't pay extra for it take the corking you slip it underneath that sock, what we call the sock lining that nine has become an eight and a half every woman in the whole world your feet your right foot and left foot are very different so you can slip that corking in and customize that shoe to fit your foot when you go into a store and you say hey, i'm an eight you get an eight when you say i'm a nine you get a nine this allows you to customize that sneaker to your exact foot you don't have to run down to cvs and get a Dr. Scholz nothing like that. And it comes with every package, along with a beautiful um, sneaker bag. And
0: Yeah, they uh, really are beautiful, beautiful shoes. I mean, you have yeah, to just look it, them up. So it's cocktailsneakers.com. We're almost out of time. Susan, yes. thank you so much for being our guest thank today. Thank you
2: so Thanks much for having me on. i am always love to inspire other women to push for their dreams. So I have done a little bit
0: of that for somebody today. Oh, I think you have. And believe me, you know what? If you've made one person who's listening out there today say, you know what? I'm going to do this. Then it's all worth it, right?
2: Uh, (laughs) Yes. And and if if you do it, email me and let me know. I love to hear it.
0: Okay. It's been great to connect with everyone, even from a distance here. We are definitely thinking of you all, wishing you good health, hoping we are all adjusting to our new normal and squeezing some good out of this time. Uh, Since you'll have more free time, hey, why not tell your friends to subscribe to our podcast at Waking Oz? We would so appreciate it. We appreciate all of you listeners. We'll have a brand new episode each and every Thursday. Thanks for listening. Have
1: a great week, everyone. Stay safe.
0: Bye-bye.